As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and I am contractually obligated to review any movie starring my producer's favorite band. So today we're talking Studio 666. Foo Fighters! You gotta get me a record. It's our 10th album. We gotta break the mold on this one. The sound of this house is the sound of album 10. Let me apologize in advance for all the rock we're about to make. Ever since we moved into this house, my mind is flooded. It allows spiritual entities to cross into our world. Oh my God! Legendary rock band Foo Fighters move into an Encino mansion steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their much-anticipated 10th album. Once inside the house, Dave Grohl finds himself grappling with the supernatural forces that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of the band. Written by the team of Dave Grohl, Jeff Bueller, and Rebecca Hughes, and directed by B.J. McDonnell, Studio 666 stars Dave Grohl, Nate Mendel, Pat Smear, Taylor Hawkins, Rami Jaffe, Chris Shiflett, and features Whitney Cummings, Jeff Garland, Will Forte, and Carrie King. First things first, this movie is not designed, written, or produced as a serious film contending for awards. This is a passion project combined with a bunch of non-actors just having a great time. Now, that doesn't mean they haven't acted before, but they are rock stars. So before you even hit play on this movie, just know that the acting will be spotty. Dave Grohl does well, as does Rami Jaffe, but some of the other foos are a little choppy. So with that out of the way, this is one of those movies where knowing what to expect will change your feelings as you're watching it. It's meant to be entertaining and campy for 106 minutes, and that's it. The story itself isn't anything too original except for the whole recording an album business. It's a little bit of Evil Dead, a little This Is Spinal Tap, a little Amityville, and a little bit of Nightmare. So as the trailer suggests, you can expect possession, blood, gore, and gruesome death scenes. It's a predictable movie, but it's also ridiculous and oh so much fun. I believe the saying is rock and roll is the devil's work, so this movie is really on point. Ah, and then there's the music. It is exactly the type of score mixed with rock and roll music that you would expect from a project starring a rock band. Again, the key to watching this movie is taking it at face value. The Foo Fighters are in a possessed house recording an album, mayhem ensues, and if you turn this on expecting an Academy Award, that's on you. If you turn this on to watch a comedic descent into madness with ridiculous gory death, then you are in for a blast of a time. I give Studio 666 a B+. It's warming up and the toques are coming off, so you better look good when you do. So go to the professionals and make sure you get it done right. The team over at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! 
Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with some upcoming release dates. A movie we just talked about recently, Brad Pitt's Bullet Train, has shifted its release date back to July 29th of 2022. That slot opened up following the move of Black Adam to October. The intention with the move is to give it a little bit of breathing room following the release of Thor Love and Thunder, which releases on July 8th of 2022. Paramount Pictures and Spyglass Entertainment also announced that the sequel to Scream 5 titled Scream 6 has been delivered to franchise star Courtney Cox and the film will release on March 31st of 2023. It was also announced this past weekend that Euphoria's Sydney Sweeney has signed on to co-star with Dakota Johnson in Sony's upcoming Madam Web movie. Dakota Johnson will star as the titular Madam Web, who is a character that is traditionally depicted as an elderly blind woman suffering from a chronic neuromuscular disease that hinders her movement and respiratory functions. As a byproduct of her condition, Madam Web remains connected to a life support system that looks very much like a spider's web. She's also clairvoyant and is imbued with precognitive abilities that allow her to see others' paths along the web of life. While it's not clear which character Sydney Sweeney will be playing, it is currently rumored that she'll be taking on the role of Felicia Hardy, aka the Black Cat, due to her appearance being similar to the comic book character, as well as her being trained in mixed martial arts. Pixar has begun to round out their cast for their upcoming sequel to Puss in Boots. Now ye auger, pray for mercy from Puss in Boots. Ooh, I'll kill that cat. <laughs> Adding Salma Hayek, Florence Pugh, Harvey Guillen, and Olivia Coleman. Antonio Banderas is reprising his role of Puss in Boots, with Salma Hayek reprising her role as Kitty Softpaws. The sequel, which is titled Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, is expected to release on September 23rd of 2022. During a recent interview with The Rap, writer-director Judd Apatow has revealed that he's developing a sequel to This Is 40. I lie about my age, okay? Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay. I know how old you are. By counting the rings... <laughs> the title of the film is expected to be This Is 50, and during the interview, Apatow said, quote, I've always wanted to make This Is 50, and it is time. I couldn't have done it five years ago, and I can't do it five years from now, so I've been outlining that and hope it's something that we get to do. This Is 40, which starred Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann, who's also Judd Apatow's wife, followed parents Pete and Debbie, whose children hated each other. They were on the verge of losing their house, their businesses were falling apart, and their relationship was threatening to fall apart as well. In other upcoming projects, Deadline is reported that John M. Chu from In the Heights is looking to direct an animated Play-Doh movie from a script written by Emily Gordon. While no contracts have been signed, the team released a statement saying, quote, the team looks forward to bringing the audience a moldable, pliable, iconically scented story about the importance of imagination. The Play-Doh movie is only one of many projects currently in development based on Hasbro's iconic toys. There are currently projects in the works for Clue, Mousetrap, and Ouija, as well as TV series adaptations of Risk and Magic the Gathering. The next project expected to release is Dungeons and Dragons, which will star Chris Pine. While speaking with Collider about all the old knives, Chris Pine was asked if he could spill any details, where he said, quote, well, what I will say is we had a hell of a fun time making it. There was a lot of laughs. The way I've been describing it, it's like Game of Thrones mixed with a little bit of Princess Bride, just a smidge of Holy Grail. It's something in that ballpark. It's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of thrills. It's poppy. It's 80s heartfelt. And there's a bit of Goonies in there. Dungeons and Dragons also stars Reggae Jean Page, Michelle Rod 
Rodriguez, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, and Hugh Grant. The film is slated to hit theaters on March 3rd of 2023. I'm vengeance. The Batman director Matt Reeves has taken to Twitter to announce that a new comic titled Riddler Year One is set to be released with Paul Dano as the writer. Riddler Year One will release under the DC Black Label banner, which is an imprint that allows for more mature storylines to be told in the DC universe. Plot details have not been released on the comic, although it's expected to focus on how forensic accountant Edward Nashton solved the mystery of Gotham's dark past and how Martha Wayne is directly tied to the corrupt city's dark history. Moving to the land of streaming... HBO has released a new teaser trailer for the upcoming season three of the show Barry, starring Bill Hader as a hitman with a heart of gold. We've both done terrible things in our lives, but I believe you can be the version of yourself that you want to be. You tell me it's going to be okay, and that he was right. People can change. Alongside the teaser, they also released the official synopsis. Quote, desperate to leave his violent past behind in favor of his newfound passion, Barry is attempting to untangle himself from the world of contract killing and fully immerse himself in acting. But getting out is messy. While Barry has eliminated many of the external factors that pushed him towards violence, he soon discovers they weren't the only forces at play. What is it about his own psyche that led him to become a killer in the first place? Season 3 finds Barry and the other characters trying to make the right choice. Barry's third season will debut on HBO on April 24th of 2022. Not to be outdone, Netflix released the teaser for their upcoming project from Mike Myers called The Penteveret. The Penteveret. The Penta what the f***? What is this? Oh! Oh, you got to do an expose on if you break a story like the Pentavit. I haven't had this much fun since I was at a nudist colony and accidentally backed into a meat thermometer. Created and executive produced by Myers himself, the official description says, What if a secret society of five men has been working to influence world events for the greater good since the Black Plague of 1347? As this new series begins, one unlikely Canadian journalist finds himself embroiled in a mission to uncover the truth and just possibly save the world himself. Remember, the Penteveret must never be exposed. Mike Myers will be playing eight new characters, including Ken Scarborough, an old-school Canadian news journalist set out to expose the Penteveret and win his job back, Anthony Lansdowne, a New England conspiracy theorist determined to expose the Penteveret, Rex Smith, a far-right radio host and highly prominent conspiracy theorist, Lord Lordington, the Penteveret's oldest and highest-ranking member, Bruce Baldwin, a former media mogul, Misha Ivanov, an ex-Russian oligarch, Shep Gordon, a former rock and roll manager, and Jason Eccleston, a tech genius who invented the Penteveret supercomputer Mentor. The project will also star Ken Jong, Keegan-Michael Key, Debbie Mazur, Jennifer Saunders, Lydia West, with Jeremy Irons narrating the series. Netflix also also announced an upcoming series titled Kung Fu Panda The Dragon Knight, where Jack Black himself announced his return to the Kung Fu Panda franchise on TikTok. Trivia question, what's black and white and knows Kung Fu? It's me, Kung Fu Panda The Dragon Knight. New Kung Fu Panda series coming to Netflix, July 2022. It's so good, it will blow your mind. Let's do this. 
It was also announced by Netflix that their upcoming live-action Resident Evil series will release on July 14th of 2022. The project stars Lance Reddick as Albert Wesker and takes place three decades after the discovery of the T-virus and the outbreak caused by the Umbrella Corporation. It was also announced that J.J. Abrams will helm a YouTube biopic series for Netflix. Anthony McCartan, the writer behind Bohemian Rhapsody, is attached to write the series with Bad Robot Productions and Warner Brothers TV paying the bills. Details about the series are currently being kept under wraps, and Netflix and Bad Robot both have not commented on the status of the project. Over at Disney, Production Weekly is currently reporting that a project titled Daredevil Reboot is in development for Disney+. No other information is available, and the synopsis printed in the trade journal is identical to the official one circulated for the Netflix show when it debuted a few years ago. Charlie Cox, who recently reprised his role of Matt Murdock in Spider-Man No Way Home... How did you just do that? I'm a really good lawyer. Would be expected to star in the reboot. Daredevil, which recently found its new home on Disney+, Plus, is currently considered one of the more violent shows on the streaming service in the U.S. It would be expected that if Disney+, Plus were to take over the show, it would be a toned-down version. Charlie Cox himself addressed that recently, saying, quote, I wouldn't put it past the folks at Marvel to be able to accomplish that. I'm such a fan of everything they've done so far, I wouldn't underestimate them at all. So if they wanted to do a more PG version of Daredevil, I back them to find a way to do where it feels totally in keeping with everything we've done. And maybe there's a little less blood, maybe there's a little whatever, but I back them to do it. The Hollywood Reporter has also announced that Christopher Lloyd has joined the cast of the upcoming Mandalorian Season 3. in what's being described as a guest star role. The exact nature of Christopher Lloyd's role in The Mandalorian Season 3 is currently being kept under wraps, but he will be joining Nick Nolte, Michael Bean, John Leguizamo, Richard Aote, Amy Sedaris, Taika Waititi, Timothy Oliphant, Jason Sudeikis, and more in the upcoming season. Amazon broke the bank this past week, confirming that they have shelled out $8.5 billion purchasing MGM. The home of James Bond and nearly a century of filmmaking history is expected to complement the works of Amazon Studios, which previously focused on television programming. The goal of Amazon will be to help preserve MGM's history and catalog of films by giving their customers much greater access to the films. Mike Hopkins, the senior vice president of Prime Video and Amazon Studios, had the following to say about the merger. Quote, MGM has a vast catalog with more than 4,000 films. 12 Angry Men, Basic Instinct, Creed, James Bond, Legally Blonde, Moonstruck, Poltergeist, Geist, Raging Bull, Robocop, Rocky, Silence of the Lambs, Stargate, Thelma and Louise, Tomb Raider, The Magnificent Seven, The Pink Panther, The Thomas Crown Affair, and many other icons, as well as 17,000 television shows, including Fargo, The Handmaid's Tale, and Vikings. They have collectively won more than 180 Academy Awards and 100 Emmys. The real financial value behind this deal is the treasure trove of IP and the deep catalog that we plan to reimagine and develop together with MGM's talented team. And finally, we end on sad news. Actor William Hurt passed away at the age of 71, one week before his 72nd birthday. We also lost WWE legend Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. You know who I am, man? I am Razor Ramon. Who was placed on life support after experiencing serious medical complications related to a procedure on a broken hip. The bad guy was a two-time WWE Hall of Famer, first being inducted in 2014 as Razor Ramon, and again in 2020 when he was inducted as a member of the New World Order. Scott Hall was 63. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, did you just say... Say no to Dave Grohl.